Do I need a life coach? You're listening to episode 40 with Rhiannon Bush. Welcome to the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast. We're here to discuss the ins and outs of the life coaching industry and give you tools to use to see for yourself. I'm your host, Rhiannon Bush, mother, management consultant, and a passionate, certified life coach. Well, hello, my friends. I hope you are well. I am in the throes of birthday planning. So within the space of uh, a little over a month, there is my birthday and both of my children's birthdays. No, that was not the plan. <laughs> it was just how it happened. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of, of birthday planning, which I'm loving, but I'm also, yeah, just aware of how much I tend to put on my plate and just being really, yeah, strict about my schedule and whatever. What is going on for you? I love talking to people that, you know, have found me through the website, listen to the podcast. And when I chat with them, I find that they're in all of these different parts of the world and the different seasons that are happening and the different events that are happening. And I just, it just is amazing to me. I love the world we live in, how, you know, even though obviously we're coaching you know, from a computer to another computer in maybe just a different time zone in a different country. Like, really, I could just get on a plane and get there. And I just love that. And I love that, you know, the the travel industry is is coming back, so it seems, and I'm getting all these specials in my inbox again. And, oh, it's just so exciting. I just, I love to travel and I love to experience different cultures and everything that's going on. So thank you for everyone who I speak to um, who comes to, to visit me through the website. I really enjoy the conversations and hearing all about where you are and your country and your culture. It's just awesome. So thank you. Keep it up. So one of the hardest things I think to deal with and to remember, especially when you're doing things you don't enjoy, is that what you're doing is actually making a difference. And on some level, it's working. And this was something I had to tap into for the first time when it came to sales. I was in a sales role where some days I was making over 100 calls a day and instead of having a role or a business where I had multiple hats to wear and was responsible for multiple different things, one of the reasons I took the role in sales was because it gave me an opportunity to focus on and hone one skill. I've always wanted to be very good at one thing or a few things. Um, and be passionate about those things instead of being super malleable and flexible and adaptable and able to be placed into multiple different things, which, you know, early on in your career, you often need to be because you don't know the ropes, you don't know the clients, you don't know the corporate space. So you have to be able to do a whole bunch of things and be a bit of a jack of all trades, master of none. As I've gotten older, like I've really wanted to become a master of something. And I've definitely found that as I've gotten older in customer experience, in communication and coaching, workshop facilitation and training, um, things like that, but specifically in coaching, you know, it's what I love, it's what I do uh, and it's what I feel very confident doing, which feels great and amazing. So that's really cool. And I'm passionate about it, which kind of is the kicker for me because there's no point, I think, in being really good at something if you don't care about it. And I actually don't think you'll be nearly as good at something that you don't care about um, in comparison with something that you do and that you practice and you do over and over again. 
As a child, I was really fortunate, like so fortunate to grow up in a home where my parents gave me many opportunities and I did many things. I got to water ski and snowboard and have horses and play piano and, you know, I was and still really am very privileged. Um, One of the lessons that I was able to get as I grew older was that it's amazing to have such a broad exposure to different things, to find what you love and to be adaptable and to have a skill set that gives you options. But long term, what I actually desired, what I actually wanted, past and future tense, was, is (laughs) to be very good at something that I could know in and out, charge a lot of money for. And something I could specialize in and learn ongoingly because I loved it and have a really big impact for other people and myself in that thing. Cue coaching. So fast forward to my career now in my mid-30s and it took a long time in my 20s for me to find that thing. And let's be honest, some people never find it. Some people are in their 50s, 60s, older and still don't really know what it is that they want to do or how they want to contribute or grow. And this side note is an opportunity of working with a coach like me. You get an opportunity where, wherever you're at, whether it's early in your career or late in your career or your career hasn't even started yet, to really get strategic ahead of time about what it is you want as you work your way through life however long your life is going to be. You may want to be a generalist at work and climb the ladder. You may also want to be something very specific or general at home. You may want to live a bachelor lifestyle and have fun with that and be awesome at that. You may want to be a parent. You may want to start a charity, do philanthropic work. It doesn't have to be about work specifically, but it's good to consider things A time when you have the ability to change them. I was talking to a new friend of mine recently about what it means to be a successful parent. And for me, it really boils down to two main things. The first is that I'm responsible for my children's safety, their physical safety, psychological safety, emotional safety, spiritual safety. I also, to the best of my ability, want my children to trust themselves. And make up their own mind about things while, yes, taking into consideration their environment, the opinions of others and information that they have available to them. But fundamentally, I want them to determine how they feel about something and act accordingly. And my new friend turned to me and she said, I'm not sure many people would consider that what success looks like for them as a parent. But it's something I've spent a lot of time thinking about because what sparked it was that I felt so confronted by it. And I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? <laughs> I needed some kind of step by step by step because, yeah, it was just like, oh, wow, you know, my, my whole life got turned on its head. So it doesn't matter what it is for you. It could be work. It could be home. It could be, you know, uh, I'm watching Sister Wives at the minute just as a complete unwind. And so, like, it's about these polygamy families that I have so little understanding of I cannot comprehend it but you know it might be a religious endeavor for you you know it's really really personal but it's important to think about because what I see happens very very often too often particularly with clients that I'm working with is that people grow older and older and life passes on by and they haven't taken a moment to go hang on what do I actually want 
And how do I need to navigate the next few months, weeks, years, decades to be or get that thing? And then I get there and there's this feeling of frustration and waste and regret because there was no forethought. I was talking to a different friend of mine and he was just adamant that there is no such thing as regret. You just need to change something and make a different decision and move on. And my argument to that is that by the time you regret something, you regret it because you have an inability to change it. You can no longer turn back the clock and make it into a different decision. That to me is regret. And I am determined to do everything in my power not to feel that thing. (laughs) Will I? Yeah, possibly. Of course. I think, you know, most people would have, you know, a regret or two. But again, I'm not going to know that until I get there, right? There's this overnight success thing that our culture seems quite obsessed with and attracted to. But I've heard the Usain Bolt story. I've heard him talk about his training schedule on Christmas Day and New Year's Eve and Thanksgiving. On those days, he trains twice because he knows that other people will most likely be having the day off. And what I'm learning is that commitment is one thing or a few things to become very good at them and to do that requires a multitude of factors. Those factors may be different for everybody. It may be passion. It may be purpose. The difference between the two, I define it as purpose is impacting something larger than yourself, outside of yourself. Passion is intrinsic. Purpose is beyond yourself and your desires. So passion is internal. Purpose is external. Um, You know, other factors may be things like resilience. So if you, like me, want to be good at something or you just love something so much you keep doing it and you want to keep doing it, then finding those factors that keep you working towards it and progressing and not being in such a rush to get to the end, to the person or the achievement that you want to get to by the end of it, you know, but enjoying the journey, you know, it's important. Because whatever it is, it's going to require you having stickability, which is really hard when you're not passionate or motivated or you're just struggling to remember why it is you started down that path in the first place. Most of my SYS6 sales coaching program was centered around mindset. And to be honest, sales mindset was the difference between somebody being successful in not only the coaching program, but in sales versus somebody who found that sales was burning them out. And this is a mindset I had to adopt myself to be successful in sales when I was in that role. Part of it is the true and honest belief that what you're doing is making a difference, whether you see the result now or whether you see the result later. It's kind of like the marshmallow test with five-year-olds. You put a marshmallow in front of them and you say, you can have the marshmallow right now, but if you wait five minutes, I'll give you a second marshmallow and seeing how they behave and what they do. So we often have a need for instant gratification and immediate results. I will hand on heart admit that I love and sometimes need instant gratification. I can honestly say that's, you know, when I haven't seen the results that I want in my life, it's because I've lacked stickability and I've given into either temptation or instant gratification. I like to see results and I like to see them instantly. I'm very attracted to it. 
And it's one of the hardest things to overcome when you feel like you're slogging it out. You're expelling a lot of energy, doing things, working hard, and those results aren't coming to fruition. And this is why mindset, whether it be in sales or your work or at home with relationships, your life, you know, trying to get anything that you want or achieve any goal, it's so, 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 so important because the work you're putting in will pay off at some point. And to keep believing that on the 34th time you've been in rehab or the 112th no you've gotten from sales calls or your rejection from job applications or dating people who just don't seem to gel with you, you know, your mindset is what will get you through your belief that you deserve it and the commitment you have to doing the work and that that work will pay off at some point, even if it's not right now. The hard part is not knowing when. Because if you knew when, you could relax and breathe easy. If you knew when, you could conserve your energy for the main event. And to let you in on a secret, if you can bring the energy you feel when you already have the thing or have achieved the thing, even when you actually haven't, not only are you going to be much happier each and every day or content or calm, put whatever good word in there that you want, positive emotion, you will also get those results much faster because you've got that positive energy flowing through you and you're enjoying yourself, which makes you that much more attractive. Opposed to the stress ball, slogging it out, frustrated human because the world isn't giving you what you're working towards fast enough. I've been there. I have been that stress ball and I know now in hindsight why people didn't buy from me at that point. I I wouldn't have bought me at that point. It was pushy and it was stressy and it was just this negative ball of tense energy. Yuck. No, thank you. The thing is, even though consciously you're aware of it, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. We're always going to be slogging because we're always at some points because we're always going to be wanting to level up and, and grow and do new things. So it's just learning to have the energy now of that you'll have when you've already achieved it. It's a really massive juxtaposition and it's so hard to understand until you try and put it into practice and actually get the result so you can prove to yourself that it works. It's like when you meet the love of your life. It's often at a time when you are at the most happy and content being completely by yourself or you've just come out of a relationship and you're like, boom, freedom and then there's the love of your life, like there's your other human, right? It's just the energy. It's all about the energy. So going back to, you know, you're enjoying your own company, you're happy being alone, doing all the things, living it up. When you're truly content with that, your perfect other ideal human will walk through the door. Believe me, again, I know I've been there. I hated for years that I was single. I felt left on the shelf. I felt not good enough. I felt like no one was going to love me. A great girlfriend of mine said to me once, you know, Ree, he's coming as fast as he can. So while I quoted, waited, I did a ton of work on myself. I had a life coach during my qualification and I really did some inner work. And right at the time when I was traveling again after moving back from overseas and I was happy and I was really, truly embracing my age and where I was in my life and in my career, 
I met Damien. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> and I remember after we'd been dating for about four months, falling into a Netflix hole. I remember the day so clearly. I was watching Lucifer, of all things. And that day, I literally spent mourning my single life because a big part of me knew it was over. And the second you let go of getting the results, people say yes. Why? Because they don't feel pressured by you. Because they like your energy. They actually buy you, not the thing you're selling. So if we're talking about sales specifically, but this does apply to ideas, to dating, everything, because really it's all sales. (laughs) But when they like your energy, they'll buy you because they're attracted to you. Are you getting it? But if you come at it from the angle of like, oh, this is never going to work and I'm never going to get there, it's really unattractive energy. It's like the single person who's desperate to hook up. It's like, oh, not a good look. It's a similar thing. It's a huge mind blow to not only hear what I'm saying, but to actually integrate this. And this is why you work with a life coach, to work on this very thing and get the support and the recalibration as you go. Another thing that's important to remember is if you can have stickability and you can bring yourself back in those tough times to why you started in the first place, even if you don't feel the feelings of passion or purpose or drive anymore, if the spark died or whatever it was that ignited you to go that extra mile beyond being paid, having new clients or doing the thing that you want to do, if you can just keep going and remember that every single step you make is putting energy into the world and that that work you've been doing will come back and reward you, it's worth it. It just may not be right now. It will come though. It will happen. And it's just the continuation of believing that. Somebody once described faith to me as what you have when there is nothing else you can do. And I think that's the perfect way to sum up stickability. Stickability is having faith. It's having faith that the work you put in will come back to you. That what you put out, you get back. It's having faith strongly enough to keep going, even when the chips are down, even when your back's up against the wall and you don't want to, even when you're tired. I believe that having faith is the hardest part because everything else is in your control. When it comes to sales, you've got metrics, you've got basic math. Sales is a numbers game. You know, sales is that beautiful art and science. It's got the math behind it, which is like, well, for X number of calls, you get X number of conversions. If you're not getting conversions, then guess what? You need to fix something in the sales process. Like it is so process, but it's also having that faith that, the work you're doing, provided you've got the skills and you've seen the results that prove you have the skills in the past, means that it's just about keeping on going and it will come back. It will. So when the going gets tough, when the chips are down, when you aren't seeing the results and the work you're putting in, whether it be days, weeks, months, years, it's having the ability to keep going, keep fighting and despite all of the feelings of dejection, frustration, anger, sadness, Ask for help when you need to overcome the hurdle and keep moving forward. Hang in there. Remember why you started. Remember why that matters to you. Remember why this goal matters or being who the person you want to be matters. Just remind yourself of that. Take it one step at a time. Keep going. 
I'll see you next week. Hey, before you go, I always find reviews really helpful when looking for new information or insights. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a minute to write a quick review about what you found most beneficial so that other people can benefit from your insights and have a listen as well. I would love that. Also, if there are any topics you want me to cover specifically about life coaching or the life coaching industry, visit rhiannonbush.com to contact me. Thanks for joining and I'll see you in the next episode of the Do I Need a Life Coach podcast.